free smoke, free smoke. Hey, free smoke, free smoke. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hey, it's your boy CL, the best, hands down. You know I got the fire like a campground. Mm. You know it's in your earlobes. The rundown's what you hear, folk. What's happening, folk? <laughs> what it do, man? What up, though? All that and above, man. How y'all doing out there? It's your homie CL. And I, I am the host of the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And hopefully you came through from the rundown.com. That's darundown.com. And you get this podcast head time come out right there on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and of course iTunes. Most of y'all got them iPhones. You can get that thing on iTunes. So uh go ahead. If you're doing any of those platforms, we would appreciate a review. Tell me what y'all think about this guy. But man, I ain't gonna hold it up. Because it's so much that I had to jam pack into this episode. Um, the, of course, we got to talk about Drake and more life because it's the biggest thing probably to happen. Oh, and then, oh, by the way, Rick Ross dropped the album on the same weekend and Kendrick Lamar drops a single right after that. So to help me just digest some of that, those thoughts and I mean, just this barrage of new music. You know, and of course, Kendrick's got a new album on the way. I called in Keith Nelson Jr., one of the homies, because I like to talk up, you know, a few different things with him. And then I also got the homie Easy to come on. We talk about Drake a little bit. Then we talk about those Falcons, not the Falcons, but the Hawks. So, uh, strap in, get you some of that free smoke, and let's turn up. It's the rundown. Hey, 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 hey. All right, welcome back to the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And on the other line, we have none other than Keith Nelson Jr. from the Indians. What's happening, my homie? Chilling, man. How you doing, CL? Oh, man, you already know what time it is. It's when the internet shake up, hip-hop world is on its toes, ears Mm -hmm. perked up. We got to go ahead and get it on the podcast. We can't just let some of these thoughts just be out in the ether. We got to put yep. it put it on wax. You ain't never said it better, man. Things, things shake up, we got to link up. I got to go. What's oh, going on, CL? All right. So, you know, I want to talk to you about the Drake, of course. Uh, but also, you know, right before the Drake, <clears throat> excuse me, right before the Drake, we had the Rick Ross come out. And then right after the Drake, we had Kendrick Lamar drop. And basically saying, y'all better get ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I want to do a little TV. So uh, I want to talk about those two Dave Chappelle specials. And you just put out a piece about the upcoming Kirby Enthusiasm season. Oh, like, ooh, I'm, this is coming. I'm ready for that. So trying to fit a whole lot of stuff in there. But uh, let's just jump right into this Drake. So more life. Oh, mm-hmm. tried, was it last Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I think it was a Saturday before last. A yeah. Saturday before last, okay. And still making waves, still waves. all over the, the conversation, still dominating the headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you remember what the stream numbers were? Stream numbers, I think he's sitting at 600 million. 
for the first oh six fifty. I think he's at six fifty across all stream platforms. I think he's at four fifty for Apple. I'll confirm that. But I think he has um, those streams are looking good. I actually got an email about that from some dude from Nielsen being like, "Yo, we need you to understand this Drake stuff is bananas. Like, this is the craziest streaming number we've seen, and it is like the man's dominating right now." So he truly is a one-man phenomenon and it's a couple layers to it and i, I want to talk about the music aspect of it but something like occurred to me the other day and it's when drake announces that the album comes out on saturday and it goes digital first there's an absolutely no way you can bootleg that before it comes out because it's not leaking. It's nope. in the vault and it's ready to go out in stores as soon as... And it's only through Apple. So Apple's the only one with the copy of the finished album. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it, it, it's only sold through Apple, but you can stream it everywhere else. Well, now That's it is. Thing. Now it is. But when it first dropped, it was only yeah. available on Apple. So there no, was... No, no. It, was on, it was on everybody else. Like, um, it streamed on, like, Apple Music, and then, like, during the show, it was oh, released through all the platforms. That's why it had those crazy numbers. No. He actually did 385 million streams. Okay. Not 650. Let me bring that back down. But he's going to get there sooner or later. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was, like, that. that that's, kind of, that's kind of what made it so big was that he... He put it out on Apple for like a, a moment. You can just chill. You can't you can't pirate it because it's gonna be on a radio stick show. And then during the radio show, boom, world, worldwide, everywhere, every stream platform. Like that was he's a marketing in in a sense of that, he's one of the best marketing geniuses in hip hop I've seen. And, and the best one in streaming streaming wise. And I think that the game has I'm not going to say completely taken down piracy, but Mm -hmm. it's really uh, negated it with the business model that everybody's showing. Mm -hmm. And I love what Drake is doing. And it's, you know, all about these surprise albums, Beyonce included and whoever else you want to throw in there. But like, man, they really got the game figured out where they can capitalize in the biggest way possible. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the streaming is the natural killer of, of piracy. Like it, piracy is going to always be there. People are going to always want to steal things. But the way you, you make piracy irrelevant is you find a more convenient solution. The reason piracy came about was because it was convenient. Oh, I don't got to pay any money. I just got to download this thing. Right. But right. then I even that ride to the store. It, so I ain't got to pay. I don't got to pay $90 and get three three or four albums i could pay nothing and get like a billion this is true but but then inherently with that you got to find the download links you got to go and see if it got the viruses make sure line wire ain't killing your your, your computer or old heads with no line wire napster and shit grandma is not going to look for that shit but you know what grandma is going to do she's going to go on apple she's going to click drake she's going to type drake and click a button and then 10 seconds grandma listen to drake now i don't know if grandma gonna be listening to drake but no, what what did, i just it, it depends on how old grandma is because that there there is, is be... <laughs> there is like that kaya age grandma that's gonna be listening to drake you don't think passion fruit is gonna be on the cruise lines tomorrow 
all right so let, let's get into it but yes there there is a there is a lot of uh i call it either mimoso music or that can be played like you know in a montage in a movie soundtrack yes 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 so i i, I will give you that <laughs> so there might be a few grandmas looking for some Drake. I take that back. <laughs> but the so like, like that's the thing about Drake is that is that's his lane now. But as much as he's amazing in streaming numbers, he has these great songs. This man, come on, like come on, just just give me your take, and then I'm I'm responding off of that. This man no longer has any interest any expressed interest in being an actual rapper he has no rap to him now is something that he do on the side kind of how like trey song sings but he also raps every now and then right drake just does it a little bit more that's because that's what it seems his album seems like he's gearing his best songs towards the singing songs and he's making it so it's it's getting to the point where his last two albums are probably mostly singing. Yeah, it there there is a high uh, high percentage like, like, of like just straight up R and B songs and pop songs and you know sample this for all of your international audience songs, which is which all is the way fine. through and through. Which is fine as an artist. As an artist, that's fine. But this man, he after views, I was shaky on him ever even being in question or in a competition of best rapper. After this album, there's no way you can possibly say Drake is when you listen to rappers. And I don't care. Oh, this is a new definition for rappers. Rappers sing now. No, that's singing. That's why it's called yeah, they that, sing now, and then is, they rap. Like you can do both and be it's cool. But once you do more one. A lot more than the other. Like Kanye made eight away. That was it. Right. He, he didn't he put that. That was a moment in time. Kanye album where he's singing on half the album, like full on singing song, no rapping anywhere. So you can't even make the Kanye argument. Every rapper raps for the majority of the album, or at least for most. And he doesn't do that. And then when he does it, it it's kind of like just styling. It's not like it's a few songs we have some bars, but. It's more so just styling, like, I'm just adding this in. I'm peppering this shit. And all of his, if you listen to his lyrics, he's always saying, I could quit rap. I didn't want to rap. He even said that yeah. he wasn't going to have no raps on views. That, that would have been tragic. That's how much he doesn't want to rap. But see, the thing is, that's is it completely alienates part of your core fan base. But mm-hmm. it's, you know... Un- the problem is your core fan base, the people that love you from jump, are no longer the most profitable. And mm. he has moved on to just get these single women with all this discretionary income because they <laughs> don't have kids and he's right there in pocket. Like he he has the women on lock. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about us who like, you know, what he did on the on the eight oh eight and heartbreaks beat on October's very own or the dude Oof. that did Uptown or you know Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, oh, yes. Oh 
man or ignorant shit freestyle you know oh. that dude is is extinct like extinct and like the, the here's here's my question to people and i want to ask you when cause whenever you bring that up about drake a common a common and a very understandable re- re- reply is why are you trying to box him in he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to just rap. Rappers don't have to. And you know what? I, sometimes I go, that's true. My question is, is it a pro- can he do the opposite of what he has? He has he sang enough where it's time for a full rap album? Like he can do. He's clearly done what he wanted to do for the last four years. Like okay, can we can we now be like okay? Is it time for a Drake rap album? Now I, I talked about this early in the podcast with Easy, and the thing that I said was I would love for him to just do some type of double disc album. Like you know, may it might not be the most ideal thing, but if it's a disc one, disc two, where mm-hmm. he's you know doing a big boy Andre thing. Like here's all of my uh, international. I want to be on the pop chart uh, stuff, uh, uh. and I can pretty much get myself like I could sell this as a pop album. That way, I could get out of the hip hop category when it comes to Grammys. Mm-hmm. And then he could also have that other disc where he has all of his uh, Kanye West features and uh, you know Young Thug and Two Chains and. You know, all that stuff right there. But I think that's why he tried to call it a playlist when it came out. Which is bullshit. It's, I mean, yes. You know, it's it's complete bullshit. And it sounds great for him to try to be, a, you know, an innovator with the, the next evolution <laughs> of albums. You know, but come on, dude. You just got 22 songs. It's a lot of songs on here. So when he said it was a playlist... This is the and like this and this and this people who will, will say is a playlist and I'm like okay cool that's funny but okay cool I I asked them tell me where you can buy a playlist <laughs> go to no go to Best Buy and show me the section or on the website where it says I can buy a playlist not Drake's playlist some other playlist right there is none. Once you sell it, first of all, once it's only you, <laughs> it stops being a playlist. Like once every song is basically you, it's like, oh, this is your album. This is okay. And then when you sell it, it becomes a product. Like when Drake tried to be like, oh, it's a mixtape. No, you sold it. It's original music. Like it's an album. Just stop. You're, you're not gonna change. It's like he doesn't want to change the game musically. He wants to change it in like. He's up these like um, arbitrary means like oh I'm like I need to be the best virtuoso artist and I'm not trying to fit any mold. It's like bruh, just make the music. Stop trying to redefine things arbitrarily. Like let everybody else do. Let the let the the, the, the media do that for you. Let the fans do that for you. You don't gotta call it that kind of stuff and then try to make money off of it too. It's like mm, what's the point? What's what's the point of calling it that? Okay. I, it, it, Mm. It, what I'm looking at with Drake, and we can talk a little bit more about the music. Then I want to jump into some of the other music that came out. But oh yeah, the, the thing that I find myself about Drake is, you can go through this album right here, 
And it's usually about a three song stretch where you like, man, this is some cold shit. Mm. And you like, I want more and more of this. But then it's the momentum is so sudden <clears throat> with with just the change of pace. And it's not that the songs are bad because let's get it straight right now. Yeah. If you want to talk musically, more life is fire. Yep. It's some of yep. the best just curated music in one place I've heard in a while. I would definitely give it that. Yep. But all the usual Drake elements are there. Um, <clears throat> I don't really see. I'm guessing like I don't see the step like what's the next big thing for Drake. I'm guessing he's just going to keep messing around with these pop songs. But I can't appreciate what Drake is doing all of the time. So let's not get that twisted. But there is just a lot of conflict when it comes to wanting to enjoy Drake in a certain way. And yeah, he's, he might throw us the, the, the old Jay-Z line. You want the old Drake and go buy my old albums. <laughs> and I mean, he would technically be right. And there's nothing yeah. I can really say about it. But it still it still leaves just, you know, a, a, a bittersweet taste in the mouth. Yeah, because it, it's, it's bittersweet because of... A, a, a few reasons um, I feel, and I'm not sure. And you can you can back me up, but not if you do. It's it's almost like I feel like the old guy, the old Drake, like died in a sense, and it's it, it, and it's because of the Ghost Ryan rumors. Like without the Ghost Ryan rumors, it would have been like, okay, where's the old Drake? Like why are you not rapping? Like why are you not rapping as much as you want? But maybe it's just a, a career choice. But then once you get to like. Seeing that, oh, there's a point in time when you, this is this, this is attitude. Like I said before, this attitude where he said he didn't want no raps on views. When he keeps saying he might just he doesn't have to rap, make all that money. Like and then the ghostwriting thing where he was like, I just want to make songs a real quick set of songs. It's like it's almost this this, this feeling of I just want to if it when it's rap whatever. Let's just rush this. Let's get this through. Let's just get it done. And it's like there's not that same attention to detail like it used to be where it was like. Where I, and I think that might be what it is. I don't think I don't think it's a it's not necessarily he has different ghostwriters than he had before. I don't I never prescribed to the thought that Drake didn't write any of his raps ever. That's I don't think that I think I'm pretty sure that until his that mixtape is incident he was blacking out on shit yeah. bars everywhere like um, Lord knows is one of the best Drake verses I've ever heard. Like it's remarkable what he did on that, but I feel like he just got tired. I feel like he got tired of trying to rap and trying to out, and like he saw that there's a, there's a ceiling to this shit. There's a ceiling to be because not for nothing, not feeling. There's a ceiling to being the best rapper. Yeah. Every, every every best rapper changes. Jay Z changed. Jay Z Jay Z said did 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 it with a throwback jersey and a fitted in 2001, and then two years later said. I don't wear a jersey. I'm 30 plus. Who the fuck were you two years earlier? Right. Like the same. You were the same guy. You was 30 plus then. It's because they at some point you you reach a yeah, plateau, being like, I can't keep appealing to this hip hop crowd. And, and I don't if, unless, if, unless especially if your heart isn't really like I want to be just the best rapper. Like right. there's, there's people who want to just be the best rapper, and they're like, I'm fine with that. But if you want to be more. I guess you, you just get tired of trying to really exert too much energy on one side of it 
where the other side is getting you not not only is he getting you way more success like his singing songs mm-hmm. do way better than his rap songs so oh, okay. not only that of but it's just he's kind of I feel him on that I never I never thought about that until I talked to you right now and I really never had that idea until right now but I kind of feel him if that's the mentality I kind of feel how he is man it's like yo I, I don't want to just be the best rapper I don't even care about it no more I, but then he says it so it kind of confuses me like what do you think well I'm, I'm gonna just close it out on this because what what you basically saying is what Jay Z did is the same thing that Diddy does, uh, and I mean if you want to even go into even more mainstream, uh, we can say, talk about Steve Harp, and that's all about reinvention. You always changing up exactly what the flow is on how you getting down, and you tend to get people to latch on to what you're doing is because you're always you go from to Jay-Z, to Sean Carter, you know, to President Carter. Now mm-hmm. it's from Rockefeller. Now it's The Rock. Now it's Rock Nation. You know, it's always mm-hmm. evolving, going nice. to the mm-hmm. next step. And Drake is following the blueprint. You know, it's all... It's hard. Yes. <laughs> like that. So, it's, it's... I see it's going to be nothing but success for Drake from here on out because he know what he's doing. So, I, I can't do nothing but respect it. Yeah, but, <clears throat> respect. Now uh, let's move on. And talk a little bit about Ricky Rose. Oh, the boss. Huh? Triple oh. C's. You know how we do. Huh? Yes. And uh, he dropped rather you than me, uh, mm. which I'm not. This this is really good music, and I, maybe because the last time I really was checking for Rick Ross, this is what it sounded like. But I'm a big fan of this one. Yes. And I want to say that there's a there's a real difference between Drake and Rick Ross. And with Drake, some of the best songs have features. With Rick Ross's album, some of the worst songs have features. And I found that to be very interesting. And I think that it's time for Rick Ross to just go ahead and admit that he's an East Coast rapper that might have <laughs> two features maximum per album. Yeah. Ah, I don't. That's where that's I'm at with Rather You Than Me. That's a good point. And I, I like that. And he should have less features in a sense. However, I think his, I think he has some really... His, his best song, one of his best songs is on the album is Trap, Trap, Trap. You with, think that's one of the best songs on the album? Bruh, that song. No, sir. First of all, first of all no, the sir. intro the intro is brilliant. The intro like, was good. The intro is brilliant. And my ankle monitor beeping. <laughs> it's like he had the ankle monitor dying, but then the, the features, Wale verse was, was a little, was off a bit. But that song is powerful because Rick Ross, the, re- the reason why it's a great song because Rick Ross isn't rapping the entire song. Certain songs, Rick Ross kind of runs out of idea. I think I said it before in a, in a previous podcast. He goes into autopilot mode where he's like, I don't know how to what else to, else to say to fill a third verse, so I'm just mm. going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. That's the kind of song where you maximize him. Like Monster, he had like eight bars, like something like that, but they maximize him. Um, Devil in a New Dress, he had like a short verse compared to Kanye, but yeah. they maximized it because you don't want Rick Ross rapping that long on certain beats about certain topics. But 
unless it's like some smooth strings and harps and really soulful stuff, like the best songs on the album. Yes. But but then I think the the features are actually some are also some of the best songs on the album because Rick Ross isn't rapping that much and he's able to be like, right, I'm gonna give one verse, one powerful hot verse, boom, I'm done. His problem is he just gotta be perfect. He gotta pick. He gotta pick the right people. I don't think you should limit how many people. He just gotta pick the right people for right beats. Meek Mill should not should not be on Lamborghini doors. Like that's not a beat Meek yeah. Mill should be on. Meek Mill should have been on Powers That Beat because Meek Mill verse his, no. his his voice would have cut through. No, I, I don't. That that song is damn near perfect. There is no. I don't. <laughs> yes, I don't want Meek Mill getting. A hundred feet, uh, within a hundred feet of that song, like straight up, get the fuck away, cause Nia smashed that shit, and that was some of best. That was some of Rick Ross' best work on that song. Like, no, that was. So did you, you ever hear Rick Mill rap on Drake's "The Ride"? That's to this day, listeners of the rundown. YouTube Meek Mill Drake the Ride. I gotta know that. That is by far Meek Mill's best lyrical performance. I I put that against anything Meek Mill's ever done, and he did the same thing on um um No Church in the Wild. He said, "I told God to get rid of my enemies. I was surprised when I lost some niggas I thought was friends to me. Like when Meek Mill gets on to that soulful deep shit." Bro, he that hype shit. He gets too caught up in being fancy. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, and, and, niggas, and that's part of why I don't think Meek Mill has a bright future ahead of him when it comes to this music because he just is not he's not versatile enough, and he gets stuck into what got him hot. And that's he got yes around him. And I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be very difficult. I don't really know what you can do for him. It's it's pretty much the same thing for most rappers from Philadelphia. I yeah. Mean, okay. These but, guys, they I haven't seen a dude that was literally a straight star. They was nice rappers. Don't get me wrong. Freeway is a nice rapper. Young Chris is a nice rapper. Yeah, being uh, nice. Yeah. You know, we could go to shit, Cicero, of course. Wait. The man himself. Eve? Huh? Eve. Eve's a straight star. Oh yeah, Eve, Eve is Eve. a star. That she, but she's in, she's in another class. Like she's definitely a star. But what I'm talking about is the Philly rapper. You know the Cassidy clones. Mm, the people that who, kind of model. Okay. Yes. The, I feel you in that. Although Eve was the pit bull in the dress. Like she was Cassidy before Cassidy. Like she was ripping. <laughs> like like like. Let's not. Let's keep it funky. Eve was getting was getting busy with DMX in the locks. No sexual. Yeah, shit. but that, but that's but the thing about Eve is, is we knew like she made songs with Gwen Stefani. We know she's a star. Yeah. What I'm talking about is any of these dudes that's been known in the streets, and they think was battling, coming up with a zillion punchlines, and they just never make it pop into anything. Like Cassidy that's is the close. only one that. He did. He got close, but he, like Don't I said, he, he wasn't a star. You got to be yet. a star to, to maintain it. And uh, I mean, you're right. Meek Mill shouldn't have been on. He he was out of place on there. But I also think that the Dead President song, and if you look at it, it's man, got it. Future, <laughs> Jeezy, 
and you like, okay, this is it. Oh, yo, Gotti too? Oh, damn. <laughs> and then it's like, this might be the most fire song on the album. And it's the worst. Yeah. Nobody yeah. had a dope verse. And the hook was like, it, it was totally uninspired. Yeah. I couldn't no, stand like, it. Let me know, because I feel like these, these like super downside records, I want to make sure that like I'm I'm hearing the same thing you hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. These... This this is this is what I'm saying. And I just put up my piece. I'm plugging it in. Clickety clack. It's for for the True Hoop fans. I'm out there plugging my piece. But I wrote about this because Rick Ross is an East Coast rapper. He's basically Jay Z now when it comes to being on trap beats. Mm. Just mm. totally out of place. Mm. And every and if you go through this, even uh, what's the song? She on my dick with Gucci. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a weird one. That was a bad song. Yeah, it was just plain bad. But when you look at it on paper, like okay, this ought to jam. Yeah. And then you turn it on, and you like, what the fuck is this? It's not catchy, and it's it's just totally uninspired once again. And I feel like Rick Ross, it's time for him to give it up. I feel mm. like he not give it up as far as rapping, but give up the controls. And control. I've been saying this about a lot of rappers that's in a similar space. I'm talking to you, Fabulous. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to you, Game. Oh, you yeah. guys need to give up the controls to a real producer and let them craft you an album. You know, it doesn't have to be Kanye. It doesn't have to be Pharrell, but you can find you somebody to play quarterback on your project and help you get on to the next level. And I don't think it's going to happen to Ross until he gets somebody to say, no, we're not doing that song. I, mm, I think you think you want him to give us control of what the, what the song's going to sound like or how yeah, it's like, going to sound like? Basically, all right. Do what Common did. Ah, get a Kanye. Get a Kanye on one of them and let him mm -hmm. play quarterback on the whole joint. And then turn around and let Pharrell play quarterback on another one. That. Both. The only thing, I fucked with that idea. I do. However, Rick Ross has one of the greatest ears for beats in hip-hop history. You you are it, absolutely correct, sir. He just has to... What he needs... It, it goes right back to what I was saying about the features. It's not about letting somebody else do it. It's about... Just picking the right thing. You got to curate. He He's figuring out the formula. I think this is the closest he's gotten to the formula of the perfect Rick Ross album. And literally, the songs that we don't like, She's On My Dick, Dead Presidents, and You Don't Like Trap Trap, like that much. Yeah. Those are one, two, three. After that, Powers That Be. Games Ain't About Facial yes. Sympathy, Scientology. Yo, those are bangers. Cut that out. And then the rest of the album is fine. You see, it's like he knew what he, he know what he gotta do, but he just can't. He's shaking them old demons. He's like, ah, he's like, I'm still on that trap shit, but I know that my this is the best me. This is the best me. Is these soulful, just clear headed stream of consciousness bars where he just black like Santorini Greece. I cannot leave this podcast without <laughs> talking about Santorini Greece. That is one of the greatest Rick Ross songs ever. That is one it's of the best. There. One like possibly top ten Rick Ross songs ever in the history of ever. Like this man blacked out. Yeah, he totally did. 
mediocre, but Black Market was hot. Black Market and Black Dollar were fire. I didn't but, listen to Black Market like that. I, I got to go back. Like I vaguely remember it, but Black Market was him. See, remember when I was saying he was he's figuring out how to make the perfect Rick Ross album. Yeah. Black Market, like rather you than me, wouldn't exist without Black Market. Okay. Black Market was him was him testing it out. Like, what song should I put in there? Should I keep Should I keep some of these like foreclosure? That is a hundred percent um the precursor to idols turning to rivals. Mm. Precursor talking about exposing niggas with with songwriting shit. I ain't no slave to these songwriting. Like, the Nas feature on on Black Market. He got only thing he didn't yeah. do is is get that John Legend, which he he needs to make sure John Legend needs to be like um. That white chick was for Eminem on his album. That every song she was gonna be <laughs> featured on it. You, you need to make sure John Legend is on every single album. People, we are underestimating this this collaboration. Like this is one of the greatest collaborative partners. Like, like is it all right when you rank collab collabs? You always try to blow them out. If you could, could you make an eleven or twelve song uh, duet album with both of these artists? Yeah. Bro, I could get through six songs. Rich Forever, Free Enterprise. Um, fuck that boss song he had. Um, the, uh, who do you think you are from John Legend's album? Who do you think you are? Yo, he had like yeah, they could do songs, bro. They could do songs. That's, bro. that's interesting. That's I never thought about it, but you 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 right. They do have they got, a a solid track record of doing like pretty much fire song every time they collab. I think it's because they have similar vocal tones. It's like Rick Ross, like like John Legend sounds very like my friend said. John Legend sounds like somebody getting poked without knowing it. Like John Legend has that that vibrato vibrato. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but vibrato, whatever vibrato and Rick Ross is all all yeah. like bass. That shit works, but. I think Rick Ross put out one of the best rap albums this year. Probably number one next to Odyssey's The Good Fight and my man Quell Chris's I Like Myself. I think it's what's called. It's a long-ass title. But those are those are my three running okay. mm, as rap albums so far. I've only Until, heard one of those three. Huh? I said only, I've only heard one of those three. I'm going to push you on. My, yo, Quell Chris got some, yo, Quell Chris got some bars. I'm gonna check my, that okay. out. Um, but that is gonna change in about. That's probably gonna change in like uh, eleven days. Yeah, it's on, we're filming this on, we're recording this on the twenty seventh. Like eleven days, it's gonna change. So yeah, if you if you haven't been on the internet too much, then you might you just might have missed Kendrick Lamar dropping a new song. What's the name no, of the no, song? No, 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 not a song. No, 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 no. He didn't drop a song. He dropped a shot. That was, I guarantee you, that song's not, not going to be on his album. That wasn't even, that's just a shot. That's a shot to the game. So it's the heartbeat and part four. The heart part four. My bad. The heart part four. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. Part four. And wow. Just nobody does this. Any, no, this is the thing about. Why, why are you calling it a shot? We're calling it a shot because Kendrick. Okay, let's just say the obvious. The man ended the song saying y'all rappers got until April 7th to get y'all shit together. Like, nobody announces albums like that. Like, or nobody who we care about enough to like be like, ooh, what are you going to do? 
you know, maybe some no-name rap might say that. Like, yo, my shit's hot. Going hot. Nah, but Kendrick Lamar is one of the best rappers out who, when he drops an album, it is earth-shattering. And him saying that is doing something that nobody does anymore, that used to be done all the time, is reminding people that this is a contact sport. True. He's reminding people all the time, like, yo, yes, I do these. Like, I sing. Kendrick has some singy songs. He'll do these lovey-dovey songs, which, by the way, he never does a whole song singing. He always makes sure to rap the vast majority of the song he's on. But this song came out, and he took the most obvious shots at Big Sean and Drake. Mm. Two Two shots that, one, I mean... Shooting Drake right now is like shooting a dick, like just poking at a dead horse. Like he's not going to respond to you. Like he's so far up. Drake is so like I don't want to battle rap anybody that I, I don't fully know I can destroy commercially. That's right. the only reason he never came out Kendrick because he knows that I could drop a song. It's going to go number one. Oh, but then this nigga's going to drop a song. And it's going to go not only number one, but it's going to be covered by Time Magazine. It's going to be called one of the most important songs of the year. And Rolling Stone's going to have a documentary about but it. See, like, that, that's, and see, that's where I'm I'm sitting where I want to... Let me start off. I love Kendrick. And that's rap a lot. That, <laughs> and when you pointed out that Times article where they feel like that control verse changed things, I felt like that was overblown. I felt like it was... A nice verse that made people pay attention to some real lyrics for a minute, mm-hmm. but it didn't burn an image into my my mind the mm-hmm. way that even you know an ether or a real disc record did. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was a nice verse, and <clears throat> that was it. And I love Kendrick to death, but to Pimp a Butterfly, I'm never in the mood to listen to it. You are what, bruh? I love the album. Don't get me wrong. I love you it. You but don't love... How you gonna say you love something you don't ever want to be around? What I'm saying is... I love that album. Like, I love all the things that he does with the music. But when it comes down to it, it's like, when I'm going to be absolutely in the mood to write... I mean, not write, but to listen to some Kendrick is when I'm by myself or I might be, you know, trying to get... Unlock some deeper thoughts, you know. I always got to have a lot of space, but it's never when I'm just riding in the car with people or having some people over or even just, you know, the workout, cleaning up. However, like wherever you listen to music, it's like I might want some future or I might want uh, something a little big. I might even turn to Kanye. Kanye has a lot more anime, but, you know, Kanye is on another level. Yeah. I can't find the space where it's like, all right, I'm in the mood for some Kendrick, except for that time when I'm by myself. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of biting this take from uh, my boy Big Wise from the True Hoop, but it's something that I've, I felt internally, and he expressed it so well. I had to just kind of restate it in my own way. But that's where okay. I'm at with it, man. My I, man, like I, there's so much to unpack. I, I, I'm gonna keep it. Like I'm gonna try to like. First of all, I got to come down from, like, my hysteria. I didn't think I would ever meet somebody who can love the best rap album of the last 10 years and not want to listen to it 
here's my thing. I, what you said right there, I understand. I peep. I get it. I get it. Maybe Kendrick Lamar is this type of album. It's, it's where, just real heavy. It's he- it is heavy. And when it came out, that was one of the, the, the main things people were talking about it. And you explained it very well. But people, articles came out saying it was unapologetically black or it was too heavy on such a matter. This is why that album and Controlverse gets so overblown is because, and I'm not, I'm going to try to not get too existential, but it's because we are in a society right now where this album, if this album would have came out 20 years ago, that shit would have just been a hot album. Like to Ben Butterfly would have just been like, a, oh shit, that's a cool Tropical Quest album. Them dudes are a little experimental. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't have been like a, whoa. This is way, this is like, even for me, maybe if I was back there, it wouldn't have been as impactful because it would have been like, I'm around this kind of stuff. This kind of like experiments, experiments with, with like tribal sounds and deep conversations and deep thoughts and, and, and like institutionalized mentalities and stuff like that. Those kind of ideas used to be commonplace. And Kendrick put it in a way where it's like, it's easy to digest. So on that level, I understand that Maybe it's not as much as people. It's not as serviceable, but is that bad? It's it's me, not like look, man. Look, it's no, not that it's bad the way it is. What not I'm, bad, but is it bad? Like, is that enough to make it less valuable than other artists that maybe you can play at a club or with people? This is a common. This is this is the common debate I have with people. Is like, is the communal listening of hip hop? more important for a rapper than the one-on-one person listening you have with that artist. Okay. All right. So the way I look at it is I would love to go see Kendrick in concert. Mm -hmm. I would be rocking with that because to see him perform some of the things that he's done lyrically on the track live in person, it's it's probably something to see. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I'm taking it out of the Kendrick space and I just want to, you know, <clears throat> I guess like assimilate Kendrick in any way possible, it's just hard. It's, And I'm not saying that we need him to do anything close to what Drake is doing. Yeah. But what we got to find is, Kendrick, can you give us something to think about, but then not make us like absolutely sad all the way through? You know, we want we want something a little bit more brighter. And I and I kind of put it. All right. You watching Legion? I, I need to get on to that. OK, I need to get on that. Well, to put it in a nutshell, Legion is a show about Professor X's son and he has mental powers, but he's struggling to really get a grasp of it. And he has a lot of internal conflict. And the show really goes into the internal conflict and the internal battle that he's having inside of his mind. And, you know, of course, him being Professor X's son, he has psychic powers. So mm-hmm. uh, that it's a bigger battle on a bigger level. And I feel like that's what Kendrick is having when it comes to his album. It's it's an internal battle because he wants to do these things where he feels that when I put my art out there, this is something that will feed all the think pieces and, mm. and all 
of the people that want to get out some real structural thoughts and, you know, want to talk big broad because they don't have anything to stand by when it comes to talking about rap. You know, the, if you basically have these educated folks who don't have anything to identify with, and it's almost like a niche audience at this point in time, because if you it's, look yeah. at, if you look at what's popular, it's not that. So he's basically, you know, owning the last bit of backpack East Coast rap and anybody else who looks, you know, and of course he's a West Coast artist. But what I'm saying is people who are looking for all those different type of things, they're all gathered around him and they have to lift him up because they don't have anything else to hold on to. That's definitely, I mean, that's one, that's powerful because I didn't really, there's a whole segment of, of people that just don't get talked about is the, not the intellectuals, Make I don't want to make it seem like people who go to college or people who want to think deep are more mm-hmm. are smarter than people who want to listen to the future. But just the people who, like you said, want to think deeper. I about certain things are just different than, than like the people who are just like I don't want to want to. I don't care what he's saying. You know what I mean? My thing is that I feel like Kendrick Lamar, and this is, and, and I'll get back to, and this all ties into why Control Heart Part Four. And spin to some people are overblown, and this is why I love the fact that he did what he did. Is Kendrick Lamar did not need to rap how he raps. When he put out Good Kid, Mad City, he saw what worked. Like every every single rapper of the last probably ever, but from what I've seen, the last seven years, they used their first album or first mixtape as a testing ground. That's just a little incubator. Get some ideas. Okay, that works. Boom. Like Drake saw that. Oh, find your love. They like that that kind of Jamaican rhythm kind of shit singing. Yeah. Boom. Let's put that on a bunch of other albums. You know, let's cut, let's cut out the um thank me now um kind of sample driven kind of shit. And then that and then that filtered through other albums. Kendrick Lamar is the epitome so far in hip hop of current rappers who are who is reinventing and causing you to do something. That I did not think that music can make you do anymore. Not just think. Yeah. Question. Like, it makes them not even just question society. People are questioning why don't other rappers sound like this? Like, I heard kids be like, I, I've dead ass been around kids who have heard all right and heard him like mix uplifting lyrics with damn near trap shit and been like, why can't other, like, like confused, like, this is, he's put out the blueprint. He's not just nice. Plenty of niggas have been nice and put out shit that you can be deep about. Lupe Fiasco ne- does not understand what happened. He has, he's so confused as to why is Kendrick hot and I just couldn't be hot that long because oh Kendrick God. can make it all right and you can make a superstar. And those type of, and those type of records have different shelf lives. Both of them are commercially viable and drop messages. One is an anthem, one is a single. When like Kendrick Man. was the Kendrick is a voice of a generation and, and that's so much it's so hyperbolic because he proves it. That's the reason why control works so well because nobody names names. Like mm-hmm. the he he made people realize like oh wait a minute hip hop rap rappers diss each other oh shit I forgot they're not just singers who also rap. They right. make music there, that is aggressive. There he is na- still na- some, <laughs> some pit bulls out here who are ready to snap on anybody who actually wants to challenge them. But <clears throat> and 
in the and that's what Heart Part Four is getting so overhyped. It is overhyped because oh, oh, it's a good it's a good song. It's not like a, an amazing song, but it's overhyped for good reasons because still we still have this is ever where it's like nobody wants to competitively go against each other, but everybody wants to talk shit to anonymous True. rappers on songs. You ain't shit. I'm hotter than this nigga. <laughs> right, that used to be that that used to be a thing back in the day where you would just tell just nobody in particular, I'm the best rapper and you can't sniff my nuts. Like get the fuck off me, bro. Like there's no more, it's not there anymore. It's there's all no about that. just and maybe that's partying. fine to some people. Maybe that's fine, but guess what happens when you get people to be competitive? Guess what the fuck happens? You get a back to back. That's yeah, what that happens. Is true. You put that fire on the nigga's ass. But you know but, who who we sound like? You sound mm. like fucking Charles Barkley on Inside the NBA <laughs> talking about Yo. how the game used to be more competitive back in the day. Son, it used to be it used to be real big men in the game, son. It used to be some real, real. now we got to be real physical. The shooters out there making sure they get you know get their sing producers making hot beats. It's not really them. It's not really like honestly, if you wanted to make that comparison, you could. Like it's a whole bunch of there's not a lot of people standing for themselves. Standing tall for themselves, like the big man in the pad who just go in the post, get dirty. Just go ahead, like talk trash. We're gonna get physical because mm-hmm. we know that that is gonna make our adrenaline spike. That's gonna make this game better. You know how many games I've seen when, when people are just walking up the court in the fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter? You walking Yo, up the court? Let's not that's even get started on that. We we gonna have it's plenty of time because the playoffs from the so, jump off. That's how I feel. We gonna we gonna that's, I'm gonna try to do something big where we get like the whole crew on to talk about what's what's gonna go down in the in the first round and, and going forward. Shout out to that boy Keith Nelson Jr. for coming back on the podcast and uh talking a little bit of hip hop. Y'all stay tuned because there's a part two to that conversation I'm gonna drop later on this week. Because uh, you can see we talked a little bit about Curb. Uh, yeah, new season on deck. And uh, those Dave Chappelle specials. Try to say that three times fast. But uh, we're going to wrap the podcast up. I dialed up easy. And uh, he had a different opinion on the Drake album too. So we talked about that. And of course, the Atlanta Hawks. So uh, let's get to it. So first up, I got the homie from the home team, Easy's Life, aka Slim. What's happening, bro? I thought I'd come in like designer this time. You feel what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. How, y- how y'all like that? I don't know. Wait, what's happening, man? What's happening? How you feeling, dog? Oh man, I'm cooling, bro. I'm. I'm still taking in the Drake because I've been I haven't li- given it like one s- solid listen, but I've gotten through all the tracks, so I'm I'm conflicted. I don't know how you feel about it. I just gotta say one thing. Doesn't designer sound like Donnie off the Wild Thornberries? On that track, yeah. You're okay, talking about sorry. the little brother, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, yeah. But okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. No, you good, right? But yeah, to the Drake more life, man, like bro, I think it's a classic, bro. Like I think straight it's what up. we need right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're it's straight five classic. mics. I five mic why not? You know what I'm saying? Like it's what we need. It's it's what the music industry needs. I think if people start following the Drake imprint, you know what I'm saying, like 
and want to be like, like, want to be more like Drake instead of wanting to be like the Lil Yachty's and Lil Uzi Vert's and look up to Drake and, and let Drake be your idol. Better music will start happening. And I, I mean, that's just all we gotta just get the wave, man. Get with the wave. Don't try to miss it. Just get with the wave. Now, I think that's a little bit difficult because I think people are looking at getting into the music industry more like a hustle than it is for doing it for the love of music. Of course, of course. And so, that has a lot to do with that. With this whole the new age way of just being able to like put yourself out there instead of being able to earn the deal and people going around you know what i'm saying and, and getting the best of the best and making quality albums people can just go on the internet go on the soundclouds whatever put whatever they want out there exactly and like you said build your own brand make your hustle out of it so i, I think we gonna we will have a few uh people that will be inspired by what what drake does because i I'm not gonna lie, like I, me myself, I have been influenced. It's like, okay, so you can't kind of go a different route. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, something where you rapping hard all the time. It, it can it can be switched up, and I, you know, we've seen that with other artists. Of course, you know, we got Future out there, and uh, a host of other ones. But you know, the way Drake does it, where he's He's taking his, I guess, his truth and really applying it to what flows with pop culture. I think I think we really got like a force that he'll continue taking it on, you know, to the next level. Yeah. But I got a question for you. Does some of the songs where, you know, I guess, do we want to call them trap beats or are we just calling them... I don't know down south influence. I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know how we can say it with Drake rapping on the beat. Okay, but <laughs> I, all right. My point is, do those sound like future songs? No. Now hear me out, because I I noticed something with with a few songs on More Life some of the flow he was using it reminded me of the way future comes on with the track but because drake's voice is so much better and it doesn't require as much auto tuning that it's it's i guess you could say like 10 times of what future is actually capable of doing musically but i think if you break down the skeleton some if you wrote the song, let me see, let me go back to it. If you wrote the song and you gave it to Future and Drake, I think it would sound good both ways. I just think Drake would execute it a whole lot better. Okay, now what songs are you talking about in particular? Cause I don't, I don't feel that way about any of this, of the songs. Uh, so we can, I, th- I wanna say Ice Melts. The one with Young Thug. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I personally don't feel that way. Now, I personally feel like he made a lot of copycat tracks. Like what? That sound just like stuff he just made. And that's just, that's like um, I just have to try to play this up right here. It's it's around that the whole what's that Mahdi Mahim mm. and that whole the whole little blim area 
other album. Sorry, just take me a second to pull it up. My bad. Now, what are you, you to, comparing like, those two? Excuse me. I, what are you comparing them? Because you saying they're like, you like copycat tracks of stuff he's done. Like, what? What are you? You talking about like on a previous album? Yeah, basically on on views. Really, like, Madim Rahim sounds just like um. What's the one he just did with what with, with Rihanna? Work. No, no, the one on views. Uh. The one um. I don't know you talking about, but it sounded like that, that one, and it sounded like another one on. I got to listen to view. We'll look at the views playlist one time, but it sounded like two because, like you said earlier, that whole pop international sound. It's like it's it's sounding the same way, does it? Oh, too good. Yeah, that's it. Matter of fact, let me go back and look at that playlist. I'll be responsible to. <laughs> all right a little technical difficulty but what i was asking you was what do you think about drake uh using a lot more international sounds and basically trying to expand his footprint i guess into international pop culture and just leaving like hip-hop artists behind completely it's it's the smartest thing that I think that he he's ever done, and he's had, he has the ability to do it. He has the voice to do it. I guess he has the writers to do it. He's, ma- he's making he's making the right music. There's so many times you hear artists like, "Hey man, you need to start worrying about start worrying about these sales in the United States and start start looking over overseas to get your sales." And because I, I've already sold so many millions of copies or so many thousands of copies overseas, and I'm, I'm not I'm a nobody in the states. And it's like he's taking both sides of that like it's like the movie side you know like we get a release in the states and it does so many billions then it gets released overseas and does even more billions and not many people can do that and with drake doing a lot of these international sounds now it's going it's really going to take off i think i think it's really going to take off for him i I think so too uh is is to me, it's it's where I'm conflicted. You know, it's I understand what he's doing, and I get that if you really want that growth as, you know, a global force, you have to do some of these things, and you have to basically take that route as, like, this is the type of music I'm going to do, and this is going to get me where I'll be looked at you know, like a Michael Jackson or the Beatles or uh, Elvis or just one of those all-time acts when it comes to to you know selling records and you know concerts. So I I definitely get it, but on the flip side of things, it's like man, I, I want some some more of that that Forty and Drake. You know, I. I, I I like what he what he's doing with some of his collaborations on the album. I, um, you know, like the song with Two Chains and even the Young Thug. I, I'm I'm feeling all of those. So I just wish there was some type of way where we could. He's he's doing. You feel like he's doing a good job on on the album, but I feel like it's almost in blocks. And I think that's why he tried to call it the playlist because it. it if you did choose your own adventure on more life 
you could find that album but i don't know man I, I just wish maybe we could just have a couple different options like a two cd thing already ready to go i mean well let's put it this way if drake come out with a came out with a double disc one side him at 40 and the other side i don't know he can just sing it simping as you would say <laughs> i mean it come on w- man w- he, he, would he you sips. listen to this beat i would like because every, like like every day like you would listen to this day but that's the thing i wouldn't listen to it every day but it would be it would be in the ride because you know when it's cake time you're gonna play that side of the drake but when you by yourself you're gonna play side a and you're probably gonna play side a a whole lot more almost every day I think, and I think that's what I don't know. I, I, to me, I think that's what where the, the marketing genius comes in at because instead of giving you a choice, you're just gonna have to take this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just take it as is, and it's gonna be out of a 20 track album. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be about eight songs that you might get your little 40 and 40 and Drake, and then the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna it's gonna be good music. It's gonna be R&B. It's gonna be international. It's, but the way, to me, the way he puts his albums together, you don't ever want to press the next button. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll let it ride. Even if you're not in that simping mode, as you would say, you're like, all right, I'll let it ride out. You know, one dance is cool, I'll let it go. You know what I'm saying? Like, control is cool, okay, yeah, you know, I will keep on letting go, yeah. You don't need to touch it. But you would never even listen to that stuff if you had this beat. You wouldn't do it. Right. Well, I'm, I, there, there's something to that. You know, because you do let the thing flow, but I, I, I get a little bit more anxious with those songs because I'm just like, okay, you totally kind of taking me out of the, like the mood that I was in on the previous two tracks is just totally taking a, a sharp left turn, and I'm listening to this song by myself or with my partners in the car, and it's like, uh, let me uh keep it moving. You know, and I mean, that, that, and that's understandable too, because you really not about to listen to a lot of that stuff with, with your partners in the car, right? But yeah. At the same time, a lot of stuff you can listen to with your partners in the you, car. That's, but that's yeah. the thing. It, it's just, you know, it, it doesn't allow you to be a little bit more environment conscious and be just being able to just let it ride. And I think that's going to just be a conflict forever when it comes to Drake. I mean, but see. I don't know, man, because I'll let it ride. I don't care what my passengers gonna say. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm about to let it ride, dog. Because like, if you know me and you riding with me, you know I'm just gonna let it ride on good music. So regardless of who's playing, if it's good music, I'm gonna let it ride. If, if you know what I'm saying, genuine, and I'm coming on, new edition, and I'm coming on, it's a, it's a hot song. You know what I'm saying, Amari or whatever it is. I'm not saying we all gonna be in here B2K and doing dance moves to it, <laughs> but. I'm saying like, look, good music is good music, and I, I'm just gonna let it ride. But I understand what you're saying though. Like, you know, what I'm saying you might be in a situation where you just, you know, what I'm saying you like to say you listen to views and you need people going down the road listening to hype. You know what I'm saying? And then like you said, the next song is Control. Right. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? And then you go back to Grammy with Future, and after that you got Two Bill with Rihanna. So I understand. I understand what you're saying. It makes, it makes total sense. Yeah, man. It, it, but I, I just don't think he'll be able to shake that anytime soon. 
But uh, I, I know you're running short on time, man. So, uh, real quick, I just want to wrap up and talk about your home team, Atlanta Hawks. Man, do we have to? I, just a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm big on NBA and I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. You know, right now, I don't get the Hawks on my TV because I don't have that package, you know, the way my package set up. I just can't get the Hawks that easily. Uh, but I have seen where they haven't been able to stay that consistent. And is it just, you know, Paul Millsap not being in there or is this team just not put together right? I believe that's a little bit of both. We still haven't found a dominant wing score. You know, um, our strength is still the front court. Paul Millsap, Dwight Howard. Then Schroeder plays a little rogue sometimes. A little. Yeah, I mean, because, like, if you sit back and study his games, you love what you see. So when I say rogue, I guess you could say, like, he doesn't know how to finish as well as you want him to. Because he's going to drive, he's going to make the right pass. His shooting can be a little bit better. But when it's time to make that finishing move or that finishing decision, it's not always the crispest, crispiest. And when it, and when it is crispy, you know what I'm saying, it, it looks good. But, like, I think really our biggest thing is we have no winner. You know what I'm saying? We're depending on the likes of Tim Harwood Jr. to be our number one winning scorer. Mm, 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 mm. And it's like that that's not going to cut it. You know what I'm saying? And we're putting too much on the rookie Tony Prince. I'm not saying we put too much on him, but there's a lot on him because the, the NBA is not the NFL. So when you come in the NBA as a rookie, you're looking you're looking to learn, looking to take baby steps, looking to earn the minutes. Right. And not have to be thrown in the middle for the game. Yeah, you know what? See, my thing is, I, I never was 100% sold on Schroeder. I would say he's good. I kind of like the role he was in, backing up T. Like, come in, change the pace, get real athletic, you know, get some quick shots. But to just trust him to right the ship as that guy, I don't think he's there. No, I'm not there. And I, I really think that they, they bet on the wrong horse there. I think they could have either kept kept him where he was until he matured a little bit, or if he just didn't want to do that, I say move on from Schroeder before we did with T. I like T a little bit more. Yeah, but like I, I, I made this kind of sport too. It's kind of hard to do that because they're both playing on the same team. You you like what you've seen out of Dennis more than T on most nights. Like you like, damn, like T's not getting it done. Put Schroeder in. Schroeder go in there and get it done. So I can understand the move because when they were playing together, Dennis was the, the was the move he wanted to make, was the move that the team wanted to make, the crowd wanted to make. When Jeff T was out there shooting one for seven, getting turnovers, getting pickpocketed, getting crossed up, stop on. First thing we would scream, we put Dennis in. And Dennis would go in there, tighten it up, put a spark on the offense and get everything moving. Mm. But like you said, as of right now, no. Nah, it was a bad, it was a bad bet. 
And I, I, I really think they're going to. It's going to take something miraculous for them to basically get the the franchise back on track, of being in the conversation because Washington has basically leaped them and Toronto has blown by them. Like they'll forever be in the Eastern Conference conversation as on who's going to lose to LeBron in the in the finals. Yeah. So man, that's a long way up. And this this ain't even that far from them 60 wins y'all had. And that's why they messed up at. They got rid of the whole 61 team except for Paul Millsap. And Paul Millsap has already said that at the end of this year, he's opting out of his, his contract. Where is he going to go? You said what? Where is he going to go? Right now, apparently anything would be better than the land. You know what I'm saying? Apparently he's going to Because Paul Millsap looks like Paul Millsap is the, the type of piece to go to a certain contender and be exactly what they need. Like, think if. I don't know. Think if Paul Paul Millsap went to somebody like Hello? Yeah. <laughs> oh you think if Paul Millsap went out there and helped out James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Or Paul, Paul, Paul Millsap went out there and somehow ended up on the Clippers. Mm, I, that's where I was thinking. Is if he like, played the three for the Clippers, I think that would be something interesting. Yeah, so I mean, he's—I think he's, for career-wise, personally, he's probably making the best decision right now, opting out to go to a contender. Because right now, Atlanta's not—it's not on anybody's radar as far as free agency. We're right there in the middle of the pack of the, in the Eastern Conference, so we're not going to have a top ten pick. So it's like we're after them sixty wins, we're like we're stuck in mediocrity until something big happens. You know what I'm saying? Until we get a splash. And just yeah. never splashes in Atlanta, and and, and nothing, no, nothing, bro. In any sport, yeah, everybody want to come here and party. Everybody want to come here and throw money in the strip right. club. It kicking it hard. Play. Everybody got off-season homes in Atlanta, in Atlanta. but nobody want to come play for Atlanta. I, mean, I need to get the hell on. I said that shit. <laughs> it was like, bro, you gonna come here, man? At least you can do is give us a visit. Like at least come in the office and talk. Real man, I think the most hurtful one was Bruce Irvin, though. But that's that's on another level. <laughs> I don't know. See, I think what it's gonna take is is one of two things. You're gonna really have to hit on somebody in the draft. Like you are gonna have to find your Paul George. Oh yeah. You know, it's gonna be somebody that's in the in the back end of the draft that just like out of nowhere turns into that guy, or like a homegrown talent that would want to come back here because I could definitely see somebody who grew up in Atlanta wanting to be that guy to bring Atlanta back to prominence because nobody has it. It's like after Dominique, who else is an all-time Atlanta Hawk great? Dikembe. That is true. Yeah, Dikembe. He, he's up there. But is Dikembe getting the statue here? He don't deserve a statue. Maybe his finger does, not him. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, with, with Shaq just getting his statue out there at Staples, who else on the Hawks could get a statue besides me? Nobody, man. Like, somebody could come do that. Like, so, if you want to be that guy, like, this is what I said about Carmelo. 
he might be an all-time great in New York. But if he would have came down here and pushed LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Hawks when, he, when you had that 60-win team, we would have looked at Carmelo like a folk hero. Oh, yeah. He'd be loved forever. And then it's not like you couldn't have got Lala a job in Atlanta. Y'all could have worked that out. Whatever, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't get it. We, somebody please do an investigation on why people won't come to Atlanta. I need to know. But uh, you got anything else, man? We're going to jump up out of here and I'm going to get Keith on for the next half of this podcast. Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You already know what's going on with me, man. It's what easy. Easy. Why? Well, nice seeing you again, they dog. Nice talking to you again. You know what I'm saying? All right. Tell folks where to get that mixtape at. Oh, you already know the mixtape is everywhere. My mixtapes, live mixtapes, spin really. I'll let you know it. What's easy the name of Come up. Easy to come up. Hosted by the Hood Rich DJ, DJ Chameleon. It's going all the way live. Just keep the views going up. Drop a, drop a comment. Let me know what song you like the best. You know what I'm saying? Got a video tomorrow with Shopper Boy. You know what I'm saying? We, we turning all the way up. 2017, we're going live. You do that. Already, man. So I appreciate you coming through, kicking on the rundown, man. I'm going to get up with you in a little bit. (laughs) All right. That was easy. And uh, big shout out to him. He out there on tour, hitting all them cities up, going coast to coast. Uh, Y'all get that come up mixtape. And... Another shout out to Keith Nelson Jr. Digital Trends coming on the podcast. Uh, and shout out to you for listening to the whole podcast. Because if you got this far, you really was hanging in there. I appreciate that. And uh, y'all keep coming back. I'm at CL, the main event on Twitter. You can follow the show at The Rundown South on Twitter. Uh, same thing on Facebook, Google Plus and all that. And uh, I'm out.